Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411, your home for all your four and two-wheel action in Africa. Coming up in this episode, we recap the 34th Rhino Charge as we speak to the winner, Mark Glenn. And we continue our build-up to the 2023 WRC Safari Rally as we catch up with Hamza Anwar, who finished 8th overall in the Junior World Rally Championship category at Rally Italia Sardinia. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the show. So the 34th Rhino Charge was held in Samburu County over the weekend. Mark Glenn and Team 48 uh, finished first overall, uh, followed by Sean Avery, Graham McKittrick, Ian Duncan and Gurumit Mehta. Over 170 million shillings was raised at the event that was graced by His Excellency President William Ruto. After the event, I spoke to Mark Glenn. Mark, uh, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, congratulations. How did the event go for you guys? Yeah, thanks, Sean, for having us on. Uh, great, uh, great to be with you. The event was absolutely awesome. Um, our stars were aligned, I think, on an event like the Rana Charge. You need everything to fall into place on the day. Um, I think on the day, things are, things are getting more technical. Year by year. Uh, I think the teams are getting braver. This year was a shorter charge, um, so one had to be on their game as the obstacles were, were quite a lot more than normal. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a great day for us, Nothing, no major issues. Uh, you had to tackle it uh, full on, but not, not a straight line like we normally do. On our first stage at Asatao, we had a 200-meter descent, on a, and we had to use a rope that we extend. This rope actually got snapped on a rock, but luckily we were off the bad bit. So yeah, there's always something something there to catch you out, Sean. Uh, can you give us a brief history? Uh, you know how long you've been at the Rhino Charge, and you know some of your results. So we've we've kind of done pretty well over the years. If I don't say say so myself, we, we've had some luck. Uh, we've won six. We've come second in three and fourth in three. Uh, I've been doing it about 20 years on three different teams and about 16 years ago I got my own own team together and so a lot of experience comes with comes with that as on like on this charge we were lucky with the the start point we had uh, where we did the longer legs first we got them out of the way in the beginning um, so yeah as you know time is always a factor you only have 10 hours to finish the charge so I think for me, it's a lot of experience comes with it, and that goes hand in hand with yeah what we do. And who's your crew? Who's in your team? So we have a great group of friends. I mean, we've been together. Most of us have been on the team for fifteen years or so. Uh, I got Gerard Gerard Beaton. He's my navigator. We got Steve Woodrum, Johnny Harris, and Ross Withy, who are my runners and. They're all pretty fit guys. Steve's our strong man and helps with the winch and stuff. Then we got Piers Dakin uh, from the classic rallying world. He's my main mechanic, so he keeps us going. Mark, how was the course this year compared to previous years? So I tell you, when we when we turned up, we started to hear rumors from Don and through the grapevine that it was going to be a proper tough one. And 
Don at the briefing mentioned that, yeah, don't go too straight or, I mean, it, the terrain is in the, the original, the Sayalaga where it comes out of the Carissia Hills. And so basically the course was 21 kilometers. Normally it's about nearly near on 30. So we all had to try and cut a tighter line. It made it harder with time management because normally we kind of keep trucking. We actually finished at 4.30 an hour early, so we didn't think that would be a good thing. But luckily for us, uh, it turned out to be a good thing. I mean, to give you an idea, there were only six finishers out of everyone that started. Uh, so that's four from Super Modified and two from the Unmodified, which is pretty amazing. Uh, tell us about your car. I mean, our car is basically a, a Range Rover, a standard Range Rover that over the years we've kind of added to it's it's a 3.9 engine it's an lt 77 gearbox but over the years we've added uh, volvo portal axles which made a huge difference we've got a ashcroft crawler gear we've got king coilovers we've got hydraulic steering and maxis uh, tire world limited came to the parts three years ago and they started sponsoring us with these tires which Victor, I have to say, Sean have been a total game changer. Uh, they're Trepidors, Max's tires, and it's soft compound rubber, and the grip it gives us is insane when climbing up rocks and stuff. So a big shout out to them. Now, the competition, uh, as always, must have been really stiff. Uh, from your point of view, uh, there's always been a huge battle between uh, you guys and the Averys. Uh, how, how big was it this year to beat them? Yeah, so Sean, no, you're right. I mean, the Averys and us, we've always been there this year it was it was it was great for us to put an end to their hat trick uh they they did the same to us in 2019 we were on two wins and we had the next one to get the hat trick and they beat us and we came second so for us it's it's really good to to get one over on them but i think sean and i think there's about 10 teams in my opinion that could win the charge on any given day uh, I think this year, I mean, there were well, the tracks have come out, so we've all had a chance to look at the organizers' tracks, all our exact GPS routes. So, I mean, I've been going through those, and I think there's, I mean, three teams that deserve a mention because they could have been on the podium. Obviously, not first, John, but they could have been second or third. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Gumin Meta Car Three of the Atarius Chargers. I mean, they're always there. They, they missed out by three minutes on a finish, and they would have for sure been in the top three. The Team 42, Kohali McRae, I mean, they also didn't finish, but they were in line. Their lines were pretty tight. Uh, team, team Husey, Car 33. Uh, I mean, they're a bunch of crazy young guys, so their time their time's going to come. Those guys just go straight. That's the only way they know. So, yeah, Sean, I think a huge shout-out needs to go to the unmodified cars. These guys, I mean, they turn up in, in normal street cars. They put a winch on the front and the back, and they're expected to do the same course as us, which is, I mean, where we see them in places, what they're, what they're going over. It's, it's amazing what they do. Uh, in my opinion, they need to maybe shorten the course for these guys so that they can take on a bit more in good time rather than 13 checkpoints in my opinion and a few others they should do maybe 10 but yeah a big shout out to those guys 
Mark, it was held in Samburu County, uh, such a beautiful location, and it looked really green with all the rains we've been having recently. Now, you had Jean Todd, the former FIA president, and he's uh, in the country on behalf of uh, road safety awareness. Uh, how significant was it having him there? Yeah, sure. I think having, having Jean there was amazing. I mean, he's done so much for motorsport over the years, and he's, he's a respected figure by all of us. I mean over the years and whether it's in rallying and formula one so to have him there it, it just brings massive exposure to the whole event um so yeah it was it was really amazing having him there my dad actually used to rally rally a renault alpine in the 70s and he bought it from jean claude in the renault factory so that was quite a nice twist for me me to meet john all right and of course uh, president ruto was there as well yeah, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, an honor for all of us to uh, have His Excellency William Ruto there. And yeah, I mean, like I said, for to raise awareness of what the Rhino Charge family and Rhino Arc do, um, I knew, I know he knew about it before, um, but he claimed he came with some great pledges to support us in the future. And Peter Kinua mentioned the, the road going through the Abadars. And obviously, it's a big topic for all of us. So hopefully, he realized the plight and the, yeah, the challenges that it'll bring. But yeah, it was an honor having him there. There was a, another legend there in my eyes, a guy called Rob Butler. He owned a company out of England called Off-Road Armory. This guy built some of the best off-road competition cars in the world. The one he built recently actually won the highest class in the King of the Hammers in America. So this guy's built, beating the Americans at their own game of building cars. So yeah, having a guy of that caliber watching the Rhino Charge, I'm really great. Now a huge amount, uh, once again, I think it's 170 million plus uh, was raised for the Rhino Charge this year. Uh, how did it go for you guys and how difficult is it uh, year on year uh, trying to raise this money? So, you know, Sean, I mean, I think it's, a, it's an amazing amount of money. Adil uh, Quadra came with 60 million from one team is astonishing uh many of us a lot of the teams i mean we go around asking friends we ask we ask people in our industries to support us so it's it's not really one person who i think the small guys make as much effort as the big guys i mean we all go around i think i think there is for such an important cause that that basically i think everyone in the country should be should be supporting this uh, I mean, out there, there's diesel levies, there's railway levies. I think there should be a water tower levy. Um, I think we should all we should all contribute to saving these mountains. Okay, uh, you also in the Rally Raid Championship. Uh, how's that going for you? We've had a mixed couple of years. We, I think, been second last year. We third. We we win quite a few events, but we haven't had the luck of. I think Ross and Quent they've had. Uh, stars aligned in the last four years and they they seem to get the championship but we've got the pace so we just gotta get the luck on our side and hopefully next year or this year the championship should be ours what's next for you guys so sean we probably classic rallying looks like a challenge in itself um it's obviously a bit more takes a bit more money to do that but hopefully we see good sponsors maybe one of these days we can get that and finally, Mark, why do you love motorsport? 
You know, it's it's always a challenging thing. I think it's it's great fun to say the least. Um, it's an adrenaline rush. I also, bring pleasure to the guys watching. It's I think on the raids, something we're pretty crazy, which which I think you've got to entertain the crowds to a point. Uh, and I think in the Rhino Charge as well, you've got to entertain the crowds. And no, it's great. It's just it's good to be part of it, and it's one of those things. Mark Glenn and Team 48, uh, the winners of the 2023 uh, Rhino Charge, the 34th edition. Thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Sure, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for thanks for having us on. We'll be back. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. So welcome back. Now, the 2023 WRC Safari Rally is next on the calendar and will be held between the 22nd and the 25th of June. Competing in the event will be reigning world champion and defending Safari Rally champion Kale Rovampera. Hi, it's Kale Rovampera here. Last year, myself and Jonne took the victory in the best and most epic rally on the calendar in Kenya. So this year we are really excited to come back to Safari Rally and uh, I hope to see you all there because we are going full send again. Now there's been a huge blow for Uganda and African fans at large as the Africa Rally Championship leader Yasin Nasser has pulled out of the forthcoming Safari Rally. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Sean, thanks for the, always coming back to us uh, whenever there's some big events have been happening. We really appreciate that. Uh, Sean, as you know that uh, we have our title sponsors, which is uh, Moil uh, Tanzania and uh, Moil Uganda and Moil Kenya. They have uh, passed. They had passed a budget, uh, which was uh, sponsoring us to do three uh, events, like uh, Tanzania National Championship. Uganda National Championship and uh, the Africa Rally Championship for this year. And uh, when we looked at the WRC event and uh, considering looking at the budget, the the budget was very very high and it was not making sense for us. Uh, so we tried to to look around for some uh, co-sponsors to come on board so that we can get some kind of support from them so that we can be able to participate in the WRC. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the number of them that we met and uh, contacted showed interest, but uh, they were not uh, really willing to due to their financial constraints. So we did have options uh, and uh, just uh, withdraw ourselves and wait, uh, inshallah, next year when things are better and uh, we'll have less championships to run in, then we can be able to participate uh, 100% in WRC. Now, as we mentioned, the Safari Rally is next on the World Rally Championship calendar. It will be held in Nairobi and Nakuru County between the 22nd and the 25th of June. Hamza Anwar competed in Rally Italia Sardinia over the weekend, finishing 8th overall in the Junior World Rally Championship category. I got to speak to him after the event. Hamza, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, you finished 8th overall uh, at Rally Italia. Uh, it was a learning curve, uh, some big ups and downs, huh? Uh, yes, certainly, certainly. It was 8th overall. Unfortunately, on uh, SS2, we had a, a very uh, unfortunate uh, um, uh, impact with water that... It wasn't actually an impact, but the turbo sucked in water, so we were a little too fast into the water. So, 
um, that was a bummer. But um, so as you guys know, it's it's the fastest time plus ten minutes. So we were immediately, even though we continued the next day on the super early rules, we had an hour's worth of penalties. So, uh, but you know, um, that's rallying. Uh, we're not, um, you know, we we didn't put ourselves down, and uh, we pushed on. And um, it, it wasn't all negative because we managed um, some decently good, uh, decent times. I'd say uh, we set a third fastest stage time in the tricky conditions with the wet, and uh, we were consistently either fifth or keeping up with the with the with the pack. So th- that was uh, a big uh, milestone for us. To be fair, uh, you weren't the only ones. Uh, the Rally One cars were having a lot of problems with the water splashes, huh? It was quite tricky and you have to really uh, get it right. Usually in Kenya, we really have um, a soft base or either a very hard base. So um, with, the, um, with the Rally Italia in Sardinia, it was a little different. It got a bit rutted and um, it had quite a firm base. It's quite rare that you get something rutted with a firm base. So uh, we did hit the water and th- apparently there's an art to taking the the water splashes but we we kind of learned we kind of learned and uh, by the end of the rally we were hitting the water splashes almost flat out so um I, I, we we took it positively and uh, we've learned quite a quite a bit Now Hamza you were in a new version of the Ford uh, it was called an Evo is it uh, Yeah the Fiesta Rally 3 Evos uh, How did that go Oh, amazing. Um, the new uh, Fiestas are really nice. They're, they're what we drive, but a much improved version and a much developed version after three years of the car running in production. So, um, I mean, okay, they have a few aesthetic new lights, uh, uh, new wings, because the track is a little wider. Uh, the suspension is really probably the biggest upgrade. Um, you know, the travel is is quite impressive for a little car right now and um, it also has a bigger a grill which allows more intake of air so um, airflow through uh, the vehicle so um, it's quite a, a really nice notch up and um, I think it would fare very well uh, on our conditions soon hopefully as well. This season really uh, I guess it's not so much about the results but more of a learning curve for you. Yes, you know, for for an African driver, for a Kenyan driver, um, you know, the level of competition that we race on as Africans is nowhere near to the home of motorsport, which is uh, in Europe. So, I mean, you know, the competition is so stiff and it's so nail-bitingly tight and, um, you know, the atmosphere is much more tense and um, much more professional than that. Uh, in that term so um, it, it's been amazing you know we're learning um, we're really we're, we're really interacting with uh, a lot of um, you know uh, competitors and kind of picking up on a lot of stuff um, we are the first few bats to ever go and race outside of um, Kenya and Africa so we're very appreciative because um, of the amount we're learning and I mean just within three events I I feel personally from where I was after winning the junior championship to now is is amazing. It's I I've learned so much and I can never look back. It's just to push on forward now. 
Two people who must be mentioned, uh, Adnan Din, your navigator, and your father, Asad, uh, you know, really, you know, with you all the way uh, in Europe, huh? Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, it's been amazing to have uh, Mze, um alongside us. Um, you know, he's mentored me from such a young age and still going to the world, you know, from racing in our local little autocross championships where I was mentored and now he's still mentoring me you know, onto the world stage with when I'm racing the world's best. Um, and I mean, few out of us eight drivers will actually make it to be world, cha uh, world champions or, you know, to race in rally one cars one day. So it's a huge honor. Um, it's amazing. Um, you know, I'm very appreciative. And um, also with Adnan, you know, we've come a long way um, from nobody in Kenya wanting to sit with me to me and Adnan being an undis undisruptible force um, right now. And uh, it's amazing. We've got on so well. We're still learning. I'm still learning. Adnan is still learning. You know, us as a team are still learning. And um, rallying is a, is a game of learning. So you have to keep positive and keep pushing forward no matter what happens. Now, it's quite a quick turnaround uh, for you guys. Uh, a lot of the drivers saying that Rally Italy was like a warm-up for the Safari Rally. Uh, from your point of view, your expectations for the Safari? Um, definitely, it was nice to have uh, wet conditions and uh, we've proved ourselves time and time again uh, when the going gets tough is uh, when we really come into, uh, into the limelight. Uh, we're really good in the mud. And um, looks like the safari may be wet with the tropical rainstorms lying around. So, um, I mean, for me, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, Sardinia was a tough event. Um, it's probably one of the toughest events uh, I've done. It's actually the roughness is probably worse or comparable to what safari has because it's filled with bedrock and loose rocks on the line, at least in the safari, you know, it's the chances of finding a rock in the middle of the road are not so high, even after many cars go through. So uh, it's, um, it, 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 was an, it was an amazing event. And I think it was kind of a warm up, you know, the survival kind of effect. Um, you know, the few last few events have been such flat out events and, you know, um, had different strategies. And now to have Sardinia just before the safari was amazing because it was a survival event. And um, even though we went out, uh, we, I take it positively because it reminds me for my home turf event on how I should approach it. All right. And you must be uh, pretty happy uh, to be linked up with your teammates again uh, for the safari rally, the FIA Young Stars. Yeah, it's amazing. It's been so long. The last time we, we actually... Uh, rallied as a team unfortunately was in boy um but yeah on the bright side we're really looking forward to be back battling with the boys jeremiah mccray so um it's good you know we always have a positive attitude between us boys and we have a good atmosphere of competition um even though i'm doing the world championship it doesn't take anything away from um you know the rest of the drivers it's still good competition and um you know, um, really looking forward to it. How special is the safari for you? Uh, it's your home event. Uh, you know, you've just been uh, with the top drivers in the world in Italy and to be meeting them a few weeks later on your home turf, how special is it for you? 
Um, I'm, I'm actually really honored. It's, um, it's a beautiful uh, thing. You get to interact with all the drivers and, um, and team principals. And um, it's amazing that even, even some of the top drivers, when you do occasionally bump into them, they always have a few questions for you. So it's quite an honor to get to interact with your heroes and stars. And you can actually have a conversation about somehow about a strategy for the safari. So it's it's been incredible. Um, I mean, I'm very, um, I'm very blessed to actually have that level of conversation. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I might just become a, a safari advisor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Hamza Anwar, who competed in Rally Italy Sardinia, uh, finishing eighth overall in the Junior World Rally Championship category. Uh, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Thank you very much, guys. We'll be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Mark Glenn, Yasin Nasser and Hamza Anwar. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Cardavillis. See you next week. Oh,